Welcome to Step Away from the Classroom, a podcast dedicated to every teacher who has ever thought about transitioning to a new career. I'm your host, Lindsay Woodard, a former classroom teacher of 20 years. My guests bring hope and inspiration to listeners by sharing their personal success stories of transitioning away from the classroom. You can find the transcript and show notes for this episode at stepawayfromtheclassroom.com. You can also join our Facebook community to connect with other current and former teachers, leveraging their skills to redefine and reimagine their work lives. Today's interview features a former teacher who chose to step away from the classroom but remain in education working with classroom teachers. Katie Quick, MA, LPC, is a licensed professional counselor, social-emotional learning specialist, former classroom teacher, national speaker, and award-winning singer-songwriter from Chicago. Katie has been in education for over 15 years and is currently working as an SEL specialist and is the founder of Revolution Ed, a teacher support and advocacy organization. Hi, Katie. Welcome to the show. It's so great to have you. Hi, Lindsay. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Well, oftentimes the best place to start is at the beginning. So let's do exactly that. How did you become a teacher and what did your life look like once you got there? Well, I think I was one of those kids that always knew they wanted to be a teacher. My favorite thing in my house was my little chalkboard, and I would pretend to be a teacher and do math problems with my younger siblings, and it was just one of my favorite things to do. Um, I went to become a teacher. at I went to Illinois State in 2000, graduated in 2004, and went straight into the Chicago public schools. Uh, Interestingly, two of my uncles were retired Chicago public school teachers, and both said, don't do it. Don't go into the Chicago public schools. It's rough. It's difficult. Don't do it. But I was young. I was so ambitious, and I wanted to change the world, and so I did. My first uh, three years of teaching took place on the south side of Chicago, in a pretty rough neighborhood, um, very violent, gang-ridden neighborhood, and I it's where I wanted to be. Um, I would say that if I could describe my first few years of teaching, it would be stressful, scary. Um, there were many days where I was crying in the bathroom. I just had a really difficult time. I felt isolated. It, it was just really, really hard. Yeah, I can imagine. So at what point did you think you might want to step away from the classroom? Well, I have stepped away multiple times from the classroom, but my first time was in 2007. And I would say that I knew it was time because I was really, really suffering. My mental health was at an all-time low. At that time, I was really suffering from a deep depression, very intense anxiety. I had a really hard time getting out of bed. Um, I just didn't have really any feeling of being me left. It was a very scary time for me. Um, At the end of that year, I received an evaluation also from my principal Um, where she put me on probation for using my music in the classroom. Now, what's very interesting about this is that my music was the only way that I was able to really connect with my students. I was bringing in, you know, the SEL uh, 
into the classroom, even though at the time no one was really doing that. And it was the only piece that I felt like I really enjoyed and my kids really enjoyed. So to be reprimanded for that, you know, while I'm just working so hard and feeling so stressed out, it was really, really difficult. So I knew at that point that it was time to make a change. Yes. I think so many teachers can identify with giving their all and then having administration not support them. So you really start to question, like, why am I doing this then? Mm-hmm. Okay. So when you stepped away that first time, what did you step into? So at that point, it was it was really a survival decision. Um, so I started working as a nanny. I did some part-time work, but I was also pursuing my other passion of music. I was in a band at the time and I was, you know, playing around Chicago, all the major venues. I was writing music. And so I took this as an opportunity to show my students that really anything was possible. And I ended up writing my first album, went down to Nashville to record that in 2008, ended up moving down to Nashville in 2009, and spent the next several years in Nashville writing, recording, I'm doing TV and radio, and really pursuing uh, my, you know, my musical interests. Um, I loved it. It was so exciting, but I still missed working with students. And that was really difficult for me. So in 2010, I started what was called the Fingertips Program, which was an SEL school assembly that combined live music and motivational speaking, inspiring kids to find their passion and follow their dreams. And this was really, really successful. The kids loved it. I loved it. But I was, you know, still missing that daily connection. So, you know, that's where I was like, oh, gosh, do I want to go back? So it was it was a great time, but also a difficult time. Yeah, for sure. So you went back and what were things like the second time around? Second time around, it was a little bit better. I had some more life experience. I had time to rest. And I think the rest period in between when you leave the classroom, uh, can cause you to forget a lot of the stress that maybe happened the first time. So it wasn't long before I started feeling that intense level of stress that I had felt the first time. However, what was different this time around is that about the middle of that year, I decided to become a life coach. And so while I was teaching, I was taking classes and you know developing these deeper skills in self-awareness and asking powerful questions. And I was able to bring those skills into the classroom with me. And it was, it was really exciting. And, and it helped me to develop relationships with my students in a bigger and better way. And I I truly started to feel like I was onto something. Um, So I taught for two more years and was balancing, you know, this need for wanting to learn more, but also, oh my gosh, I'm still feeling really, really stressed. And so I decided that it was going to be in my best interest to leave the classroom again and go back to graduate school. And so I attended graduate school at Northwestern and decided to get my master's in counseling because I wanted to go deeper into what I was learning about uh, through life coaching. So again, it was just sort of another adventure. That's great. Um, And so then after grad school, what happened? So after grad school, uh, most of my cohort went into community mental health and private practice. However, all I could think about during grad school was 
oh my goodness, teachers need to learn this information. All of this information on self-awareness and empathy and how to hold space for people and dealing with, you know, um, trauma, all of these things. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, if I knew this when I was teaching, life would be so different. So I did not have this plan initially when I went to grad school. I thought, you know, I'll become a therapist and it will be fine and I'll be in a different world. Well, I decided to do my research for my capstone project on teachers and how to prevent teacher burnout. Because here I was with, you know, two separate burnout situations. And I was thinking of other teachers like me who are leaving the classroom. And what do do we need to do to keep them in the classroom? So I did research on that, um, you know, preventing teacher burnout through mental health training and mental health support. And I said, I have to go back to education. I have to. So, you know, to everyone's surprise and my family and people who support me, I said, I'm going back. So I went to Chicago Public Schools again for the third time. This time was very different because I had this newfound skill set. I found myself still stressed to some degree, of course, because this is the hardest job that there is, right? Being a teacher. However, my head was above water. I was able to control my emotions so much better. My relationships with students were so much stronger. I was teaching a subject that I loved this time around. So I actually got hired to teach social emotional learning. I created a SEL curriculum and taught it to 900 students weekly in in the public schools. And it was a phenomenal experience. And life just felt different for me. I was happier. My relationships were were thriving, but I would still talk to my colleagues and they were still drowning. So, so it was at that point that I knew something had to change and I had to start directing my energy and my resources and my work towards towards teachers. Okay, so then that led you to the position that you're in now. Can you tell us about that? Yes. So right now I am in an incredible position. So I left Chicago and uh, moved to Denver. I got a position where I am, my title is social emotional learning specialist. And at my school, my, my admin wanted to use me to really support teachers. So I am coaching teachers. I am, um, providing professional development. I am providing emotional support. Um, Occasionally, I'm going in and working with students. Maybe I'm presenting a lesson lesson here or there. Um, But mostly my work is with teachers. And it is so fulfilling and it is so exciting. And so that is what I'm doing during the day. And then in the evening, I have my own private coaching practice and I work with teachers. But I started uh, an organization called Revolution Ed, where I provide emotional support, education, and advocacy for teachers. So we do group coaching. We provide relevant SEL training, which is all the trainings that I learned when I was in graduate school. I am now providing them to teachers. And then, of course, the advocacy piece, because I think we all need to be joining together to to make teaching better. But it's been a crazy journey, an exciting one. But it goes to show there are so many opportunities if you decide to leave the classroom. Yeah, it's so true. And how wonderful that you can support teachers in the way that you are you said it's fulfilling. I have to imagine it just like really feeds your soul that you're supporting people who truly, truly need it. I just love it. Um, So looking back on this crazy journey, as you Mm -hmm. called it, is there anything that you would change? Honestly, I wouldn't change a thing. Every single piece of my journey and piece of my puzzle has led me to where I am now. It has caused me to become such a resilient person. 
I don't think anyone knows what it's like to be a teacher unless you've been a teacher and we all know how hard it is. And whether, you know, I, I could never have gone back into education at all and I would still be carrying with me the courage, the bravery, the resilience, and the ability to bounce back when things get tough. And all of my experience and all the time in and out of the classroom and trying different things, you know, has led me to the work that I'm doing today, which is the most fulfilling work. And it, it's like I finally figured it out, you know, 15 years later. And, and it was worth it. It was worth every trial and every tribulation. That's so fantastic. And, you know, you make a really excellent point that especially as teachers, you know, we go through experiences that are so hard and your instinct is to ask, you know, why is this happening to me? Like I'm working so hard. I'm a good person. Why is this happening to me? But really, you know, if you just kind of shift your mindset and understand like this won't be forever, this is a temporary situation, what can I be learning from it and, you know, take that, you know, 30,000 foot view, you might find that, oh, I need to be experiencing this difficult time because I'm learning X and it's going to help me down the road. You may not know what it is at the time, but, you know, looking back, I'm sure we can all think of situations that were so hard, but we took away so many valuable things from it. So what advice do you have for our listeners who they themselves may be looking to step away from the classroom? The first thing that I would say to any teacher that is looking to step away from the classroom is that your feelings are absolutely valid. I think there can be so much guilt associated with wanting to leave the classroom and shame and am I, I'm leaving the kids. This isn't right. But you know, we have to take care of ourselves first. So if you are having these feelings that you want to leave, honor that, you know, explore that. I would say there are so many options. There's options if you want to stay in education. There's options if you want to leave education completely, you know, and, and perhaps it's getting some support. Maybe it's working with a coach or a therapist or talking through it with some trusted friends just to find out what is it that you love about teaching? What is it that is not working for you? What, who, you know, what parts of yourself are not being honored at, while you're teaching, which I think is a really big piece for teachers. We have to silence a big part of who we are. And oftentimes I think that can lead to us feeling really unhappy. So maybe it's time to Try out something new. I know for me, when I left in the first time and I was able to step into music, I mean, oh my gosh, I was in a completely different field. I met completely different people. I grew so much. Those experiences, I took them with me and they'll be with me for the rest of my life. So no matter if you want to stay or you want to go, know that it's okay and know that it's possible. There are so many of us out there who have done it. Yes. I mean, teachers develop so many different types of skills in so many different areas that those skills transfer. They transfer to so many different things. Um, so like you said, find you know somebody who can maybe coach you through the transition and you know examine your strengths and think of ways you can apply them in other realms. And, you know, this has been so inspiring. I'm sure listeners are going to want to connect with you and find out more. How can they contact you? So you can visit me on my website at katiequick.com. That's K-A-T-I-E-Q-U-I-C-K. And if you go there, you can actually download a free self-care journal uh, PDF. So I would 
suggest doing that for a little self-care. I know we all need it. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at I am Katie Quick. And uh, if you want to check out my podcast as well, my podcast is called Revolution Ed, and we talk about all things education, support, and advocacy for teachers. So you can find that on anywhere you listen to podcasts. And then lastly, if you want to check out my music, I have three albums available on Spotify, Apple Music, and really anywhere that you can, that you can listen to music. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Um, I just hope that our listeners finish this episode and walk away feeling hopeful and inspired. That's you know what we're here to do, serve teachers thinking about stepping away from the classroom. So thank you so much for being here today. It was absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much for having me, Lindsay. I think this is a really important platform that you have here, and I just really appreciate being part of it. All right. Thanks. My pleasure. I'd like to take a minute to share a few thoughts on all of the fantastic information Katie shared with us. First, Katie mentioned getting to a point where her mental health was negatively affected to a great degree by her classroom teaching position. Listeners, if we are to live our best lives, we can't stay in positions that take a heavy toll on our mental health. There are ways out, and you truly can have a work life that lifts you up instead of dragging you down. The first step is to keep listening to this podcast. Second, something that Katie and I have in common is that we stepped away from the classroom more than once. And this makes a good point. Leaving the classroom doesn't mean it's forever. You can go back. There may very well be points in your life where you feel like you simply need a break, and that's perfectly okay. Or maybe you step away with the intention of starting a new career, but the classroom seems to keep pulling you back. That's okay, too. I hope you have people in your life who will support you if you decide to step out of the classroom. If you do have the misfortune of having naysayers in your life, be gracious toward them, but do what's best for you. They aren't living your life. You are. Finally, I love that Katie has leveraged her teaching skills to support teachers. If you listen to episode one of this podcast, you know I have a heart for serving teachers. So Katie and I are two peas in a pod. So Katie is a wonderful example of how classroom teachers can step into a new role yet still remain in education. I hope you found her story as as inspiring as I did. Big thanks to Gus Detar for our theme music. You can find him at detarmusic.com. If you know a teacher who has successfully transitioned to a new career, you can contact me at hello at stepawayfromtheclassroom.com. They may just end up as a guest on the show. And I'd like to connect with you too. I would love to hear where you are in your teaching journey and where you think you'd like to end up one day. You can leverage your classroom teaching skills to reimagine your work life and make it extraordinary. Let's get you to where you'd like to be. If this episode has been valuable to you, consider subscribing to the podcast and leaving a rating and review. Doing so will help other teachers find the podcast as well. And who knows, they may just find their perfect path that will help them step away from the classroom too.